Career of Family Ties by Fausat Omolara Aila, as narrated by Rafiat Akiwande. Prologue Lola was just saved from a pervert who almost raped her. Shaken and overwhelmed, she called the first person she could think of and Tade came running in a jiffy. For the first time, he spent the night at her place. Unwilling to leave her alone, he carried her straight to her bedroom, helped remove her shoe and tucked her in while arranging the duvet to cover her up to her chin. I'm here now. You can relax, as I'll be in the living room if you need me, he said and left the room quietly. The sun filtered into her room and Lola opened her eyes to discover it was daylight once again. A tray was placed on a stool close to her bed and she inhaled the smell of coffee. Definitely breakfast in bed, she said. Lola was still in shock due to the horrifying experience, but Hadi's presence gave her a sense of calm and security. She moved to the edge of the bed and placed her feet gently on the floor, not wanting the headache to get any worse. She opened her bedroom door, walked gently to the living room to see him praying. He was standing on the tile as he obviously had no prayer mats to prey on, with his face turned towards the direction of the sun. A caring and God-fearing man, she said, mentally taking a list in her head. To attain success, you must be willing to pay a certain price. Queen Lara Chapter 1, Lagos, Nigeria, 2018 the clock against the wall chimed one o'clock as Lola typed rapidly on her system with her leg making soft tapping sounds on the floor. Behind her, hanged against the wall, were different awards and certificates clearly displaying to the world how far she had come in her chosen career. Thank goodness you're still in the office, someone said from the doorway. Lola glanced up, pulling herself away from the computer screen where she had been typing rapidly from and saw Victoria, an elderly colleague, appear at the entrance door to her office. Do you need anything, ma? She asked her. I'm looking for the documents we put together for Madil's holdings. Mr. Joseph asked me to check with you. She replied while stepping into Lola's office and immediately turned towards the shelf on the left. Mr. Joseph is the company's branch manager and a perfectionist who only enjoys work and nothing else. Everyone often wondered how his wife copes with him at home and many avoid getting on his bad side. Having seen the file in question, Victoria was on her way out when Lola stopped to ask, Did Mr. Joseph say anything about this Saturday's meeting? Can he be avoided? I overheard him talking to Daminola this morning and threatening to report to the board if she misses yet another Saturday meeting, Victoria said. Daminola was a junior colleague who always had one party or family function to attend most Saturdays. Thus, she had been dubbed the Owambe Queen. I guess I have to resign myself to being the topic for the oldies on Saturday because there is no way to avoid getting to my aunt's party late. Lola sighed. While remembering all the side comments and lectures she had received in the past whenever she failed to show up for a family function. Mama Sidi, her mom's elder sister, will get yet another opportunity to pester her with prospective grooms while stating that she needs to get married so she can stop devoting all her time 
to work. They just can't seem to accept that she doesn't have plans to settle down anytime soon. Only Auntie Debola, her mom's younger sibling, seems to get along just fine with her. Maybe because she had made the same choices Lola herself has decided on towing. There is just no help for it, as her company's Saturday's meetings are a must and there is no way around it. I don't think there is much to deliberate on this week as most topics have been addressed during the general meeting held last week Monday, Victoria said in a bid to calm her down. I can't trust Mr. Joseph not to come up with one thing or the other, Lola said while rolling her eyes and Victoria smiled. You know him so well, she said on her way out. Few hours later, and a rumbling stomach protesting not being fed, Lola realized that she had stayed two more hours past closing time. She let the windows drip loose, saved her work, and shut down the system. After locking the door to her office, she walked the few steps to the elevator and pressed the button for the ground floor. She stepped outside the building and greeted the security guard going round for last-minute checks. Her office was located on the major road leading to CMS from Marina in Lagos Island. One of those impressive tall buildings that housed law firms and financial institutions, Lagos Island is always bustling with activities at any time of the day, Lola noted as she drove out onto the main road from her office. She could see the night traders have already arranged their wares and passerbys were trying to bargain a good deal. A woman was just setting up her table and different aromas filled the air from the food she had on display people were beginning to surround her, impatient to be attended to so they can be on their way. She navigated towards the bridge and faced Akpongbon from where she would link to Costain and then join the other cars heading towards Surulere where she lives. Mother, that woman who still considers you a child irrespective of the stage you are in life. Queen Lara.